When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Tuesday. We are hanging out with Julia and the one and only... Except for Lori and, and I. I made it for myself. I know. Yes. And Steph March is calling us. She's here, actually. Steph, She's ready to go. You? Hey, Steph. Hey, guys. How's it going? Really well. Really well. Okay, so Easter is Sunday. Is it possible, if you haven't made any brunch plans, to still get in somewhere? I mean, what are you really wanting from me? No, I'm just kidding. There's, you know, there's places you can go and there's things that you can do. There's, you can always, uh, you know, there are places. I wasn't prepared with a whole list of places. You don't need them. You don't need to be prepared. Um, I do think that there's certain things like picking up, uh, you know, good bakery items from the good bakeries around town. You still have maybe a little bit of time to get some bakery orders in it, like the at Honey and Rye, which is a great place in St. Louis Park that we love. Okay. Uh, um, they have great fun stuff. They have cool monkey bread. They've got even like little egg sandwiches that you can pick up if you want to kind of go relaxed and chill. Yes. I love that idea. Love it. Um, there are still places. I don't know if the Lexington has Easter reservations left. Okay. But they have a special classic brunch spread. And I kind of feel like that is really one of those things that, you know, if you're going to go like dressing up for Easter, I would love an Easter bonnet and a dress situation and having scrambled eggs, prime rib. Biscuits and gravy, shrimp mm. cocktail, mm. that whole thing, right? Do you remember wearing, like, did you ever dress up in an Easter dress with gloves and a bonnet? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, one time same. I think my mom ever made me do that. I, you know what I mean? Same. I just... Same. I, I can matching yeah. Easter dresses with my sisters and things. It was so funny. What's so but funny... But it's so hard because it's always flipping cold. It, yes, you know? it is. Yes, it is. I'm laughing because I asked you to be on the show today and I... Couldn't understand your response. Oh, what I say? Sure, we can talk about Easter resis or farm CSA <laughs> or new restaurants. So <laughs> that's I figured out Easter reservations with the first one. But what the heck is a farm? I, C- I speak Stephanie. Much. Do you? What's yeah. a farm yeah, right? CSA? Uh, a CSA is where you uh, get like uh, produce and meats and stuff directly. Where you know? Thank you. From it's a farms. community supported agriculture. DSA. It's like the original subscription box, like a birch box or whatever, but yet vegetables. Okay. And and where do people, and is this good value? Oh, it's a huge value. So here's what it is. Not only is it a good value, because think of like, you know, that sometimes you just don't even know, like, you know that you should eat better vegetables, but like, then you have to go to the store and then you have to figure out which ones you're going to (laughs) get and all this kind of stuff. What I love about CSA Besides the fact that it supports 
small farms, which are a huge part of our economy, yes, um, and small businesses and families and everything else, what it does is it basically puts a box of vegetables, you know, per week or maybe it's every other week in your lap, and then you're like, okay, thank you. It's now delivered to either to your house, and some of them have pickup spaces that you can go get them, and then all of a sudden you have this big box of, like, cucumbers and cauliflower and green beans and green onions and garlic. And so you kind of have this feeling of like, okay, I can do this. I, I can figure something out to eat. And then you kind of get that creative juices flowing. And then you don't have to stand in a grocery store, you know, I, and right. kind of figure out what you should get. It just shows up. All right. So does it, so what companies should we, where, where do we even go? Okay. Where do we go for this? So the Minnesota, so uh, Minnesota Grown um, is, is a great source. They've got a lot of things on their website, but the Seward Co-op. Is, has kind of been known as one of this, uh, this co-op fair that they've had forever, um, is, is a thing that they've done for like, I think like 20 years, my God. But they have this co-op fair in April. It's coming up and I think it's at the end of the month. And, um, it's basically where it's kind of like a speed dating for farmers. Okay. Okay. So you basically go, they have all the farmers are there. They're representing their farm. They're talking about what you can expect. They tell you what they're planting. They say things like, oh, you know, we're going to grow radishes this year. We're going to go corn. We're going to go kohlrabi. And then they kind of tell you to what to expect in the box. And some farmers, they'll put, they'll, you can buy like eggs every other week. Okay. Other farmers will allow you to do um, <clears throat> kind of like they can, you can throw chicken in. Maybe they've got some pasture raised beef you want to throw in okay. there too. So it's like this huge ingredient box that comes. And then here's the coolest one of all, the Good Acre, which is up in, you know, kind of uh, St. Paulish there, which is a great local food hub. They have a really cool addition to their CSA this year. They are allowing you to put on a book share. So, you know, every month you can opt in to have a book from Milkweed Editions, a local, you know, bookseller, to come in with your food box, which is kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so does the box get delivered to your home? So some, and that's why if we go to the Seward Co-op Fair and uh, the CSA Fair and learn about it, some places, you know, most of the time you have to, it's delivered to like a location. Okay. Like I was picking up uh, the Good Acres when I was doing it. I was picking it up at actually Honey and Rye Bakehouse, which is funny enough. Um, this bakery, they would drop them off there every Wednesday afternoon or whatever day it is, and then I would just drive over and pick it up. And it had my name on it. I love this. So, we just heard from Angie. Yeah, and- she she goes, I love, she loved her CSA. She goes, the vegetables are amazing and it makes you try new things. It does. It's like, a it's especially if you've been in like, a, you're bored, right? You're uh, bored of the food and you can't so think bored. of anything, but you know you want to eat more healthy. And, sure. and besides that, like supporting local farmers is a good thing. I absolutely love this. And so it's just a different alternative than going on a weekly basis to the farmer's market or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's the thing of like, and I love a farmer's market, you know, visit, and I love strolling around, but there's something else about somebody putting a box together and then being forced to be like, okay, well, I've got cauliflower and I've got, you know, asparagus, and then deciding, all right, I'm going to make a cauliflower, a roasted cauliflower soup, and I'm going to make, you know, with, uh, with like roasted asparagus on top. Like, I, that's a pretty good idea. I love it. I love it. Okay, now what about, is, is there an exciting new restaurant that you're loving? Um, well, I, you know, what's so funny. So I'm going to give you a little, you guys are going to an exclusive peek at something because I just got back from a place called, um, Alt Burger. And this is so hot. You guys right now, the vegetarian sort of plant-based burger situation in town 
is just heating up. And if you don't, you know, if you're not someone who wants to do all the weird Franken foods as far as doing plant-based, like maybe you're thinking eating more plants, but, you know, sometimes you feel like the Impossible Burger might be a little bit too weird. Okay. These guys are opening in what used to be the Modern Cafe. Remember that spot? And then it was the Sheridan Room kind of in Northeast. Right. So they're doing a new burger spot that is sort of made with, like, house-made plant burgers. So it's made up of, like, chickpeas and, and, you know, good grains and all this stuff to make sort of a – sort of a veggie burger, and they've got some great ideas. I mean, they've got some really fun stuff that will go on top. Like, you know, they've got um, one they're calling the F.O. Alt Burger with Gruyere and caramelized onions and Yum. pig. They've got, um, you know, like uh, a one that has, like, American cheese, you know, and a tomato and shaved onion. But they're also using this meat mix in, like, a sloppy joe. And then they've got, um, you know, they've got different things like um, – Oh, they have something called the Whiz Boomer, which is like sort of like a cheese whiz and peppers and onions on a hoagie, almost like a Philly cheesesteak, but without the meat. So it's kind of an interesting way of, of doing a non-meat diet as well. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so good. Rocco has a I question. I have a question. I've, I am, yeah. I'm so hip and cool that I have been to the new food hall at East Street Crossing. <laughs> yes, you are, my friend. And I love that. But I'm, I went down a rabbit hole today. What is this curry food hall in downtown Minneapolis? Oh, gosh. Okay. So curry food hall, which is not curry as in the spicy, yummy, saucy dish. Okay. But curry as in C-U-R-R-I-E is the street. Um, it's a, it's an ink, it's basically a cloud kitchen. Okay? okay. So we're not talking about ghost kitchens anymore. We're just talking about cloud kitchens, meaning that it is a, it is kind of a warehouse that has a lot, a collective of small independent commercial kitchen spaces that different people rent out and then they just cook and for delivery and takeout. Okay, so, cool. There's some good looking restaurants there. Yeah, I mean, like, quite honestly, it is – so you're looking up on your DoorDash, your Uber Eats and all this stuff, and they have different concepts that then put their food there. Or you can go directly to the Curry Food Hall space. There's just nowhere to sit or anything. It's just literally – there's a little – there's maybe a couple tables. But you basically want to just go in and you tap on a screen and then you wait for your order to come up. But they um, – there's some really – it's a really interesting way for – Restaurant people who don't who can't afford to have a full restaurant, right? Like a space sure. and everything else. Yeah, they can kind of learn to do proof of product, right? Okay. So they can sort of gain a following with people, and then um, and then you know hopefully that'll translate into something they could maybe then build a, an actual restaurant out of. Wow, I'm glad I asked. Yeah, I know. So you the could... best, so the one that's in there right now that was is making the big splashes, of course, Jared Barrington's official fried chicken. Right, that's the one that led me there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that most people did. And let me tell you this, it's roasted chicken, roasted fried, roaster fried chicken is outstanding. To me, it's one of the best fried chickens in the city. And so right now, he used to have a, a little, like, uh, kiosk shop in South Minneapolis that didn't work out. So he's landed here, and he's doing it mostly for delivery until he can, you know, get into another new space. But he's at the Twin Stadium is the big kind of big splash is that he just is uh was he has one of the stands at the twin stadium yes so, i see yeah, yeah a buddy of mine on facebook said he tried yeah. the target field uh chicken and loved it yeah he's um he's the first bone-in fried chicken at any major league baseball park because nice. of the technique that they're using to fry it makes it easy and fast okay i'm telling you th- th- i think for people who grew up in our generation stuff, roasted chicken mm-hmm. oh the bomb. So good. 
A the bomb. bomb. Until we quit it's eating crispier. fats and oils and stuff, but it is so good. It is so much crispier. Yep. I just love it. I and just love moisture. it. moisture. Yeah. Fan. Yeah, thank you. You can read Stephanie March in Minneapolis St. Mm-hmm. Paul Magazine and listen to the Weekly Dish. And Steph, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, you guys. That was fun. We'll oh, t- we appreciate it. Okay, talk to you soon. Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. The topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money. If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Tressler Family Law. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. I guess I'm, I'm doing random cheeks. thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hey, did you know uh, today's big news out of New York City? Uh, that wasn't our first president to ever get arrested. Really? Oh. Do you guys have any thoughts on who the first one was? No, but tell us. Oh. What if I told you it happened in 1872? Oh, wow. That was a good year for presidents. <laughs> good year. This is from the New York Times. Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, the man with the name. He mm-hmm. was out uh, dry riding a, a two-horse carriage. He got a speeding ticket. Speeding we ticket. We talked about this on no. President's Day. No. Yeah, but I forgot. It happened, and then they gave him a warning. He did it again. They caught him again. They said, that's it. We're taking you down. He had to put up a $20 bail. Oh. It turns out, like, the guy who arrested him was a Civil War veteran. They kind of talked about, you know, the old war and everything and were f- friendly about it. But sure enough, uh, the next day when uh, when it came time to, you know, uh, have a bit of a trial or whatever, um, Ulysses uh, didn't show up, so <laughs> they kept his 20 bucks. All right, there you go. So they kept his <laughs> That's a lot of money probably back then. Yeah. yeah. You know, in eighteen, good old eighteen ninety seventy two. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that is one bit of news. This is something I thought would be was kind of exciting, and maybe I'll bring it up later if I'm on the show ever again, like on Friday for weekend picks. But you've um, been fired. There's a small <laughs> theater in South Minneapolis called. Tri- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Pylon, it's, I don't know, 100, 100 seats maybe. And they show old movies, new movies, this sort of stuff. So they have a, a handful of movies this weekend that were filmed here in the Twin Cities um, in the 70s and 80s. I'd never heard of any of these, and I don't think many people have because they didn't really make a big splash. But the guy who programs the Trilon said he watched them and was like, wow, these are pretty good. Oh, uh, really? I, I see a lot of cool 70s influences here. Um and uh, one of the pictures from this movie that's showing Friday night at seven called Loose Ends shows a scene from Mickey's Diner. So I might just go uh, just to see old Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, you know, oh. like, do you ever watch Purple Rain and you see all these buildings from like downtown near First Avenue? Near like, First Avenue. None well, of those bus, are still there. You know, it was the Greyhound bus yeah. area and everything. A lot of things have been taken down. I mean, good old Blackie. Oh, that was a classic black. Oh, for sure. That was a Moby Dick. Well, it was a classic. Um, and that I did want to ask you some of that, so I'll segue into another thing. But yeah, just if that if that sort that of sounds, sounds like interesting to you, to do, right? yeah, this director's uh, name was David Burton Morris, and it looks like he collaborated with a woman named Victoria Wozniak. But there's three oh. movies this weekend: Loose Ends from '75, Purple Haze from '82, and Patty Rocks from '88. And uh, it, it might just be kind of neat to watch films that were shot here. And, I like and, that. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, okay, so s- this leads me to my next question. Were you cool enough to have ever gone to uh, a hipster bar downtown at 5th and Hennepin called Jay's Longhorn or the Longhorn Bar? I need to see a picture of the front of it. Because <laughs> supposedly this is where the police played, Blondie played. Uh, oh, wow. Um, the Talking Heads played there. Obviously, local people like the suburbs played there, and Husker Du, which leads me to why I oh yes, I got in that bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Moby Dicks. That was another one that was down mm-hmm. there. See, this is where all before my time. Husker Du is putting out uh, an album. They were obviously a sort of a punk rock yes, band they from were. the late seventies, eighties. Um, they are putting out an album of live music from. The Jay's Longhorn Bar. Oh, so they have old tapes from way back when? Yes, and if you listen to the clip, yeah. we'll play it again. It definitely sounds like an old uh, cassette tape. Right. You can sort of hear it going in and out. It's called Tonight Longhorn. It's um, It was recorded across four shows between 79 and 1980, and it's going to be released on Record Store Day, which is uh, April 22nd. And then if you want to listen to it on streaming or whatever, that comes out the next week. But yeah, play a little clip of that. This is uh, Husker Du. Um, I think it's called Do You Remember? And it's from the Longhorn Bar from the late 70s. Uh, I can see Lori there jumping up and down, jamming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's got that in and out, the old audio sound yeah. to it. I yeah. loved it. I love that vintage sound. That's cool. Um, and when I was looking up, um, I know it's not New Music Friday, but um, 
Well, we're running out of time. But there's a, a maybe we'll talk about it Friday. Lucinda Williams previewed a new song today. It's going to be her first album uh, since recovering from a stroke in 2020. And it has Bruce Springsteen on it. It's called New York Comeback. Maybe you could play a couple seconds of it there. There you go. Those are some of my it's, random thoughts. I, I like it. It's amazing how many people have strokes. I mean, we heard of like Kristen McVie. Right. At, we heard you know, she yep. died at the end of Raquel Welsh. Yeah. Um, my it's mom really, had a stroke. Your survived mom had it. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mom yeah. had one. Um, yeah, it's it's something. For sure. Yeah. So anyway, keep keep don't smoke cigarettes. That's one of the worst. <laughs> I'm just gonna say from a stroke standpoint, yeah. those are the worst. For you, when you age as you're older. Right. Sucks all the oxygen out of your blood and you need that damn oxygen. Oh my gosh, you people, if you've not been to Furniture Manor yet, you are missing out on just the greatest furniture store in the Twin Cities area. With so much inventory coming in all the time. But you're going to see things there that you don't see at other furniture stores. And you're going to see it laid out in a really cool, unique way. So much of the furniture there you can customize, which means picking out your own fabric, picking out different legs, picking out if you want a skirt, whatever you want. But also, if there's something there already that you love on the furniture showroom floor, you can buy it right off the floor and take it with you. We love that every single person who works there has a design background, except for maybe the delivery people. And if you are looking for a job, they are looking to hire people. Remember, they're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5. So you have weeknights and Sundays off in a retail job, which would be fantastic. That's Furniture Manor. Tell them the girl sent you. Okay, thank you guys. Happy, 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 happy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's sunny somewhere. That's going to be our new saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's warm somewhere else. All right, so, um, you know, one of the things that happened on Sunday, and I got it from a bunch of my pickleball friends, is Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick were taking on Michael Chang and um, John McEnroe, all former tennis players, greats in a pickleball tournament for charity. So we were at this bar on Wilmington Beach called the Outrigger, of course, because there's an Outrigger on every waterway. I was going to say. Somewhere. Very and um, we're leaving the bar, and all of a sudden I look over, and I see um, the singles pickleball happening between Andre Agassi and John McEnroe. And what makes me want to talk about this today is I got the funny, we got the funniest email yesterday. I don't know if you talked about it. What world are we living in where John McEnroe is hotter than Andre Agassi? <laughs> now, did, did anyone that. see? No. If just Google, I on, did not watch the pickleball. Okay, stuff. but if you Google, if you I'm saw looking. what Andre Agassi looked like, I was like, whose father is this that showed up in Andre Agassi's body? So it was so funny because um, I just thought, oh yeah, I see. what the he, heck? He's he, and he really, anyway, it was kind of shocking. And John McEnroe beat him, but in the doubles one with Roddick, doesn't he look completely different? <laughs> doesn't he look unrecognizable? Yeah. He, he, he looks of, like Mike, or the uh, the guy that runs the UFC, uh, White, whatever his yeah. name is. Um, it's, it, so it was just kind of funny, and I thought that was funny getting that in email. But where I'm going with this is in the Brooke Shields um, Hulu special, you know, she was briefly married to Andre Agassi. Oh. And um, she was in Africa filming a movie, and someone said, "You know, I know this guy. He's kind of like you. Your parent, you were raised the same way. 
Your parents forced you to be in everything. Like his dad, if anyone ever read, which is really one of the better memoirs out there, Open, Andre Agassi's memoir. Okay. Came out in early 2000s or something. Um, his dad pushed him to stay in it. You know, get up. We're going to ask you. Oh, who cares if it's you raining in, in Vegas? You know. Yeah, live and diet. Yep. And so, and that's kind of how Brooke Shields' mom was. Like, the more we work, we got it. We get to buy, we get to buy a car. She's there like seven. The more you work, we get to buy, live in a bigger place, you know. And so being the breadwinners for these families at such a young age. And how these two end up falling in love through faxing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and also in um, Matthew Perry's book, his memoir, he fell in love with someone through the fax machines wow. because if anyone was international, you didn't have a phone. No. And so you'd have to write letters to people. And it was just, it just brought back this image watching this today, this pretty baby um, documentary on Hulu and how um, she just was with him. And I just, they were such a cute couple, um, Andre Agassi and Brooke Shields and, you were talking, Rocco, and I said you didn't really say much when I was talking about her before, and you were like, I really didn't really care that much about her. Yeah, I never found her very interesting. You know what I mean? She was right. pretty. Right. But then it's not like, whoa, she really said something uh, interesting there or something. You know, I don't know. She, well, you know, and she was all about the look mm-hmm. for so long, and then she was... You know, it's almost like like Christy Brinkley was an 80s icon, but right. I don't... I don't I get care that. to know much more about her. She I, was nice I to totally look at. I totally get that. But the, I don't listen to this. The thing with Brooke was she was in the show Suddenly Susan that Lori and I absolutely loved. And it had Judd um, Nelson in it from The Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club, man. Breakfast Club. It had Kathy Griffin in it. It had Sherry Shepard. It had Allie Leiter. It had Nestor Carbon Carbonwell or something. Roberto it was so good and funny, and she kept saying, she just kept asking them, can you give me more than the slapstick stuff that you're giving me? This character needs to evolve, and they wouldn't, and it eventually got canceled. But there is more depth to her, but she wasn't, she was just portrayed a certain way for sexuality and beauty, and I get it that you wouldn't find that there was more there. Right, but you're right. When you come up in Hollywood at like age eight or whatever, you're gonna. She was four. I mean, she was <laughs> yeah. in ads. For she was everything. on Ivory Soap. But she like was in everything. Months. But yeah, you're gonna probably have a pretty cool life with a lot of cool experiences that other people certainly don't have. But also, so much instability, so much um, fakeness. Yes, yeah, both. You know, she naive, beyond belief. Anyway, I, I just recommend highly people watch this. Um, it's on we're gonna, Hulu. How long is it? A couple hours? It's on Hulu. Yeah, it was a couple hours this morning. There's two parts. Tomorrow when Lori comes back, we're going to talk about, um, she suffered from postpartum so bad and it's something, she was one of really, one of the first celebrities to talk about her experience and the whole um, Thomas, Tom Cruise's brother, Thomas, Tom Cruise thing when he cut her down on the Today Show and it was so bad. It was. She's interesting. I've decided. But here's the other thing I want to talk to you guys about. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give away tickets to Queen later in our show today, and um, we're going to do it for callers. We don't even know what we're going to deal with it. But um, if you were to say, like, who was your celebrity crush, Rocco, growing up? Hmm. 
Uh, maybe Marky Post of Night Court. Yes, of course. Uh, Marsha Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> you like the blondes. Okay, yeah. Blondes and boobs. Funny. Oh, you know, and I, well, here's a brunette I liked. I liked Sherilyn Fenn a lot from Twin Peaks. Oh. I don't and, even like, know who David that is. Lynch, uh, the David Lynch movies. Yeah. How about you, Grant? Me, it was First Crush, uh, Selena, Jennifer Lopez. I remember watching that in like seventh grade in whatever class it was. Jennifer Lopez. She, and then Mila Kunitz was up there for me for a long time. Oh man, Mila. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Yeah. But oh. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. That, that's that's the number one always. Lo, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it was then, and it still is now. Look at her. I know. Great. We said it. We said it yesterday on the show. We were Hollywood speaking. Ben Affleck being in a better mood and smiling and doing all these interviews. And Patrick said it best. Yeah, he gets to go home to Jennifer Lopez. I mean, it's not a bad gig, is it? <laughs> it's not a bad gig at all. I just, yeah. You can see that, that where that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I just wanted to have one more airport moment or one more food moment because oh. Grant talked about going to the store and buying, what did you buy today at a gas station? A oh. mini bag of Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its, a Butterfinger, and a Powerade. And okay. it was about 12, uh, just under $12. The food shock is real. Oh. Okay, so at the airport yesterday, you know those pretzels that are sliced in half? Um, they're just the... The spindles? Like, bagels, bagel pretzels. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Whatever yeah. we call those. All those little thin ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved them. They're so good. Loved them. Thought when they got to be six, $5 a bag, it was expensive. A meat, uh, not even a big bag at the airport, nine seventy nine. Oh, well, the airport is over. <laughs> but I know that. But, but I mean, still. I was at a gas station and I literally got a drink, a candy bar, and a like not the box of Cheez Its and not the mini bag, but that middle like grab size bag. Yeah, it's just under twelve dollars. It's it's yeah, that's it's, a half a tank of gas. I know that's why Taco day. Tuesdays at El Burrito Mercado for two dollars is a deal. That is a hell of a deal. It is a deal and a half. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. we're going all over the board. The ADD is just Rocco. Have you, have yeah. you, speaking of El Burrito Mercado, yes. have you had any of their good food lately? Oh my gosh! I mean, I You're I should be doing the endorsement for El Burrito Mercado <laughs> right? because I'm whenever I have oh, a party, don't you come on my show. I drive across and town. This stuff I. I do too. To get their fresh salsas, because once you start buying their fresh salsas, you're not going to go back to buying a jar of salsa ever. Pace no. is done. In the cilantro yeah. guacamole one. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. Oh. I like the borracho. It's uh, it's super spicy and I think it has little bits of yes. avocado in it. We yeah. always get so hungry. Around. No, we get it's four thirty. This oh. is our time. We just talk about food and then we just start getting hungry. Oh. And their food trucks are amazing. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I love El Burrito, and my kid loves the corn tamales. We get we whenever I go there, I buy that and a mm. bunch of salsas. And, oh yeah. man! All right, all right. Who's delivering? The I was going to say who's going to get the food. <laughs> right who's now? delivering the food today? Mm. We are ready. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back and Hollywood speak. Hey gang, it's Julia here for First Equity Mortgage, and. Uh, You know, it's closing time for my kids. They're moving into their new house this week, so that's kind of exciting. And if you have people or yourself that really, really, really don't want to play the high rents anymore and just want to look at what your options might be to um, get into a home, what does it look like? Um, How long will it take you? Maybe there's an area that has better loans for first-time home buyers. Maybe you're just wanting to 
you know, add on to your house or do something different. First Equity answers all your questions. They treat you so respectfully, like you're part of their family. They've been doing mortgages for 23 years in the Twin Cities area. Always coming out on top of all the mortgage uh, reviews. Call them today at 763-251-8000 or go to my talk keyword David. Okay, here's one for you cats, okay? Uh, Terry Sanderson is the gentleman. If I say that name, do you know who I'm talking about? The doctor. Yep, the ophthalmologist who tried to sue Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) He was asked after the trial... Was the hoopla all worth it in the end? He was at- I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Asked, you know, was it worth it to you? And he said, Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what I know now, no. And all the silly things that he said. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be on the internet forever. Yeah. 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 He definitely made, uh, did not make the right decisions throughout that whole process. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's funny because a couple weeks ago, our boss, uh, B. Arthur, was talking about going to Deer Valley and said it was really crowded and there was always kids getting in your way and stuff like that. And then we hear about this. Here's where it's crowded. Huh? As I'm a Deer Valley gal, on the lower areas, on the easier skiing hills, up above. Yeah. No. And is that where Gwyneth is? Hanging? No, she was hanging below. Yeah. Okay. But you're right. There's this area where so many areas merge into one that it is. Mm-hmm. It's very crowded. Hmm. It's well, she, 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 though. They have ski violets that help you get your skis in your car there. Oh, wow. They have um, um, the uh, funicular to ride right up to the Ritz-Carlson right there. Okay. To go get your fondue and, you know, apri-ski. Oh, God, it was so much fun. Those Fancy. were fun, fun days. Fun, fun days. Rupert Murdoch. Okay. 92. And Leslie Ann Smith got engaged on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, they are no longer planning a wedding. And this is why. Oh, yeah. This was, I remember that. Remember? This. And he said, here's Rupert Murdoch, 92. He says, um, um, I dreaded falling in love, but I knew that this would be my last. It better be. I'm happy. We're both looking forward to spending the second half of our life together. Mm-hmm. And why are they getting He's nervous about her evangelical um, outspokenness and just doesn't feel like they're going to gel. Hmm. That's. I would Hollywood speak that as there's two a little someone someone in the family got into his ear and said what the hell are you doing basically maybe. Yeah. don't you think yeah let's, this let's, sounds like a plot line from Succession it totally <laughs> it does. does like let me get the let, money 
for the second half of my life, he's 92. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> That's and, true. And she's like, I'm so in love with him. I'm just like, you're in love with his money. Okay, James Corden, you know, from the Late Late Show, mm-hmm. says, I'm, abs- I'm absolutely terrified to quit the Late Late Show. But I've made this decision to move here. Thoughts? I have a thought on that, but I think I'm wrong on it because um, I just think right away when I say that, yeah, why why walk away from a guaranteed gig? Of course you're gonna miss it. Of course you're gonna, you know, it's it's something that's a steady paycheck. It's a steady job. It's you know, as of lately, he's had his, you know, he said a few things at a restaurant that didn't paint the best picture of him. But right. I feel like everybody goes through this after they quit a show or whatever. They realize that that steady workflow, that steady paycheck, that that natural thing that would come to them all the time is going to be maybe not so easy to find. But he goes on to say, you know what, Grant, I think, I think he's just done. Okay. He's so done with it. He says he was absolutely terrified to quit. But once, you know, I I didn't give you enough of the headline. He said, it's really important to have things end. Mm. Um, Okay. It just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. You know, he's absolutely done. I think, uh, I'm going to Lori Hollywood speak this okay. a little bit, and I'm going to say that's him looking for sympathy throughout all of the bad headlines, dumb headlines and dumb things he said over the last two months. And it's, whoa, me, look at me. I'm leaving because people kind of forgot that he's leaving because of these bad marks. So I, 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 I'm, I'm looking in this from Lori's lens, and I think that's what I see out of that one. All right. Yeah. Here's a little relationship advice, Hollywood speaking kids. Mm-hmm. Listen up. Both of you were so excited when I suggested we do a segment on what you wish your partners, your significant others knew. (laughs) Neither of you responded to me. I thought we always talk about things from our perspective. Why don't you tell us, you guys, what what you wish we knew sometimes? Mm -hmm. Neither of you. Crickets. 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 That's true. When did you send it? I sent it to you this morning, right oh, away. My oh yes, yes. Crickets. crickets. No one there, even responds. Well, my wife's out there listening. What well, I, so what? It, I don't. What are oh, you getting at? What are you, I'm not even gonna. It's just in general because sometimes you know we, we always hear if oh, you're yeah. in a heterosexual marriage, you know, men, we can't read your mind. Tell yes. us what you want. Yes. Okay. You know that kind of stuff. But neither you did anything. So here, okay. Here's here's. <laughs> The Hollywood speak. Okay. This is based on a relationship expert, okay? Dr. John Gottman, a psychologist who specializes in marriage and relationships. Can't miss relationship advice. When you start arguing, get naked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that works. You should both strip naked. We act out of instinct when we're arguing, and it's why we well we yell and say terrible things. But stripping naked pulls your brain out of that instinct, so you actually start listening and being more rational. Double dog dare you guys. Try it out. I will. If you start fighting, pause and start stripping. Just take your pants off. Let's hope. <laughs> no, all of it. Let's oh, yeah. hope it's in your own home. <laughs> you're, doing this. you're not at the I turf club or think something. It pulls your brain out of your tailspin. Um, if it feels too w- weird for you to do this, you know, just take a pause. And I kind of like this advice. I don't see a scenario Why? where I'm going to get don't... naked to have an argument. Well, no, you're having, no, an, argument, having an argument. And you're going to say dumb stuff that you don't want to say just because someone's pushing you to say it. Just start taking off your clothes. 
<laughs> probably most of our arguments are about the lack of taking off clothes. Ah, there you go. Depending on what stage you are in your relationship. That's okay. the truth. Yes, that's this a would great work truth. for us. Yes. Okay. So depending on what stage you are, so mm-hmm. that's true. Okay. And you're not alone in that because okay. a lot of people always say, you know. Getting on sync there is is something really important. What? Tell me, Grant. No, I just whenever you ha- whenever that one, I've got a Hollywood speak for you that I think. Okay, would, give would me work. one. Okay, so according to the director of the new Little Mermaid, Harry Styles turned down the role of the prince to focus on much darker films. Quote. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Mm-hmm. And the Postman. And the Postman. Exactly. He didn't want to do a cartoon. Um, slash live action feature. He wanted to get real act, real movie about a real movie. You can see in a real theater. And how did that work out for him? Horrid, horribly. So I think it. He took such a hit. Yes. For his acting chops, as a result of being overcast. Hmm. He might have been better served being a little underwater prince. Oh, he would have been perfect. Think and I'm not diminishing no, no, dis- it at all or diminishing, yeah, diminishing it at all. It. No, we're not. And I just think that you put him in that seat, you, you've got his voice, you've got his looks, you've got his charisma that yeah. the audience can, f- like, what a prince has. Right. He is prince, you know, he's you know, kind of like our prince Harry, you he know? He really is. And he, and in my eyes, with the film, you're... You're coming into a much safer waters, no pun intended, with Little Mermaid mm-hmm. than you are with Don't Worry, Darling, and The Postman. Like you 100%. said, those movies were very in-depth, very, like you said, uh, roles that he wanted to expand his acting chops when I don't even think he had acting chops to expand on well, He yet. was in Dunkirk, and he had like three lines. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Rocco. Well, I was going to say, too, I don't think his album... I think he was just set to just blow up. He was going to be the biggest thing ever. Yeah. And I thought his album was just okay. It had that one good song, as it was. Watermelon Sugar? No, after that. Oh, after after this last album was not that great. No. No. Yeah. And then these movies, same thing. Oh, he's about to blow up. There it goes. And then... Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of... He kind of... But but he's got the charm and he's got the look. He does in his shows. I want to go. Now, that's a concert I want to go to. So... Yeah. yeah, did we say we're giving away Queen tickets because they've added a second show because the first one sold out? That's it's, right. Next hour we're giving away pair of Queen tickets for the rest of this week too. This is this is the home of the ticket giveaway. You gotta love it too because the first show is a Friday, the second show now is a Saturday. I know. You get Friday, Saturday I night know. shows. XL downtown. It's gonna be a great night. The tickets go on sale for this one this Friday for the October twenty eighth show. But yeah, sometime in the next hour, finish that line. You could get some tickets. We're just giving tickets away left and right. Man. Finish that. That other show I work on, they give away like an oven mitt on a good day. <laughs> Listen, and only the ones that go to your wrist, not the full elbow mitt, which the ones that just look like little um, Pac-Man. You know, the ones that don't go all the way. No, that's going to be a good show. I mean, I love, you know, I love it when I do love uh, when a band brings on a young singer sometimes because the band can still play, but maybe the guy can't sing. Like exactly. Foreigner, for example. Like, the guy can't really sing. You know, Motley Crue, the guy can't really sing anymore. But you, you, you still have Brian May from Queen. He still is a guitar wizard. Right? And now they're going to bring on this flamboyant uh, fantastic. guy who can sing like crazy. It's, it's going to be a fun show. I, fun pair of shows. 
I think so. And bids for kids. Did you guys talk about our packages yesterday, Grant? No, we didn't. I see we did get some information. Okay, though. so we, um, bids for kids is this Thursday where we raise yeah. money for you Ronald McDonald House. You guys have McDonald's. a suite to Madonna. We have some cool stuff. So we'll talk about it when we come back after Pop Culture Jeopardy. Ooh. Grant, if you beat me like everyone else beats me, I'm really going to just get that L, you know, tatted, tatted somewhere on my body. Loser. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on my talk.